0: It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network.
1: Welcome in to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 4-3 to in overtime. Vegas next in action on Friday, 7 o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes back here inside T-Mobile Arena. But to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan, before we get to the game, what was it like walking back into this building for the first time to call a game?
2: <laughs> well, there's uh, just as much construction and traffic as there was <laughs> last time. <laughs> that didn't can go hear away. It, can, can hear that team over, yeah, I was hoping that would be cleared up by now, but uh, <laughs> no. And walking in, it, you know, I've been thinking about it for you know a little while, I suppose. But then, mm-hmm. like, you're just trying to find your credential and go through the uh, the metal detector and catch the elevator and. Then you get to the booth, and you know I'm missing a chair or a table, or you know wait, where does this go? So, so you're kind of you know swept up in the logistics, trying to make sure that all the equipment is set up properly, the notes, and everything. you're you're kind of just getting that muscle memory back. And then when you know the John Wick song starts playing, yeah, <laughs> and you realize oh. <laughs> then you look down at the new Center Ice logo, you look across at the different banners, then there's a. Uh, a vacant spot where a banner will be raised, come October tenth, and then you, you hear the crowd too. Yeah. As we mentioned, over seventeen thousand the posted attendance here today for a preseason game, and uh, you know those, of course, are you know the paid tickets. You know, but the, the number of folks in the seats, I, I, you know, it, pretty neat that you know uh, even after six seasons. You still have that many people who want to come and watch an, action, watch an exhibition game. <laughs> and, uh, and so once we kind of got into the swing of things and you're the national anthem and, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, you kind of just shake your head, and look up to the heavens and think, wow imagine everything that's happened here and then back to business and you know you put a little bit of that sentiment aside you know what um you know it'll be a dress first this was sort of a dress rehearsal Mm -hmm. for what'll come october 10th
1: so looking at tonight's game obviously there were i I think portions where you're going to pull out that you're going to like portions obviously you're you're not going to necessarily love if you're bruce cassidy but let's again go individual evaluation as bruce talked about earlier today you're still kind of in evaluation mode brendan brisson gets an opportunity to play alongside jack eichel and jonathan Marchessault, scores a big goal early on in the game what do you think of brisson overall
2: yeah he started strong for sure mm-hmm. the goal and then notably two strong plays in the defensive zone on the back check that kind of involvement no doubt he's uh, cognizant of the contributions required at both ends of the ice he talked about it in our interview having been around the team during the stanley cup playoffs you get to learn what it takes to win at this level and in college at michigan you can put up a bunch of points and your teammates can put up a bunch of points and everybody's a high draft choice and that's just a different world than you know competing for a stanley cup and you've got to be just as intent on your work in the defensive end as in the offensive end and heck uh you play with jack i can play with john, Jonathan john of the so you ought to be at your best and uh you know they're going to make you look good the question is can you make them look good yeah um make them be at the best of their game yeah you know, they obviously generated that first goal i, I guess you know i, I would have liked to see some of that continue part of it you know it's tough. You know, we heard the phrase from Bruce Cassidy, you want Jack to be kind of that older brother for Brisson in this spot. But ultimately for Eichel and so they kind of do what they needed to do. They got their points in the first period. Marcioso a goal and an assist. Eichel to assist. And then, you know, the rest of the game, you know, it's it's preseason. Yeah. And, um, you know, what it might look like for Brisson if this were a regular season game, I bet you it would have been a little bit different. But I thought it was a good start um, on the whole, and uh, you could hear in the interview, and of course we have it on our Golden Knights Radio Twitter and SoundCloud and whatnot if you want to listen back to it. But um, you you get a sense that he's, you know, his eyes are, you know, kind of wide open here, like this is this is the big time, and um, he's getting that taste of it. And uh, you know, some guys are gonna, you know, conduct themselves like they've been around for ten years. Other guys are a little bit more wide-eyed. And there's nothing wrong with that. it's so yeah. what he should be. Yeah, ab- you know, you, you get the idea.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, you, you spoke earlier to Max Comtois. He said that his goal, obviously, in, in tonight's game was to give the Golden Knights a, a better sense of what he is as a player. Uh, I thought he was much better tonight than he was in San Jose. Uh, your assessment of Comtois' game overall?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it was dash three in that game up in San Jose. Yeah. you are trying to do so much to make an impression, but, you know, you, you try to do too much, you end up not doing much of anything and putting yourself in a difficult position. And, you know, you had started the day with Comtois uh, Branitz and Ron Bjerg, and then you kind of flop Ron Bjerg and Rempel there later on. And uh, you kind of wonder, you know, what would Max look like playing alongside, you know, Will Carlson or, you know, some of the other guys that are definitely going to be on the NHL roster you know, how might those dynamics work? Um, and, um, you know, if you're, if you're Max Combs while you're wanting to make a strong impression in a limited amount of time, mm-hmm. if he knew he had a contract, I'd imagine, you know, the, the, the process of easing in and acclimating to a new team, new line mates, would be, um, you know, he could be more patient. I mean, patience is not a luxury he can afford right now. Yeah. So I, I just can't help but wonder. Like I, I get the feeling that if he were given a long runway sure. and he played for this team, um, he would do well. Mm-hmm. It, you, you can see it. Uh, you know, it, it he's going to get more looks here, but he, you know, he's playing for a contract, uh, as he told us on the pregame show today. Right now he's on a tryout contract. And the Knights will see if, if he's the right guy. There are other players, of course, competing for a roster spot who could be lost on waivers if they're sent down. So it's, it's a difficult spot for the organization. I mean, you know, it's a good problem to have too many NHL-ready players, mm-hmm. but you don't want to lose anybody either. And you'd imagine the Golden Knights would be, you know, would have preference toward the guys who are already part of the organization, who are already under contract versus a guy who's here on a tryout. But uh, time will tell. It was a step in the right direction for Max today. But I think you're waiting for him to to make a a splash. It seems like he's been on the precipice of that.
1: All right, great stuff, as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night. Have fun on Friday on TV. And uh, you and I will chat soon. Very good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 loss in overtime to the Los Angeles Kings. We're back with more on the VGK post-game show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next
1: group outing one to remember with a trip to the fortress. Groups of ten or more save up to forty percent off single game prices, and a few event suites are still available for this season. It's the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights fall four to three to the Los Angeles Kings in. Overtime. Vegas led this game to nothing, 3 1, and eventually end up losing in overtime, 4 3. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media.
3: Goals against. Um, certainly had a chance to put the game away with some breakaways, penalty shot, Stevie laid overtime. So, you know, obviously, we didn't. Their goalie made some key saves in the breakaway, and they scored on a breakaway late, right? Ends up being the difference in the game. But we're trying to get some players ready. I thought we got some good minutes for the guys that hadn't played yet. Um, flip side of that, I guess they had a lot of young guys competing for spots and whether it's LA's lineup or, or their American League team. And so they were pushing hard right to the end. So you got to give them credit. They, they hung in there um, trying to... Uh, sort of make, I don't want to say make a name for themselves, but, you know, like our guys trying to crack a lineup. So they're, they're not going to roll over. We had, a, like I said, a lead. They kept pushing, and we didn't do enough to finish it. <clears throat> Go to Jesse, then Chris.
2: Jesse Granger at the Athletic High Bruce. Um, obviously the big goal for Broussaint, but what did you see from him away from the puck, the things that, that you're hoping to see from him <coughs> in this preseason? Yeah,
3: I mean, he, he jacked him the puck a couple times early, drove the net um, off the wing took it hard to the net I'd like to see that um I think it was the first goal against as a winger you know he needs to be patient there he drove down and left the good area that Thomas fills and it's in our net so those are some things that we rely on our D zone coverage to take care of area that um need to make a better read in that situation but that's our job to coach him up to do that uh and the guys in Henderson um all of us as a staff to make sure you know from the rookie camp on out to make sure that those plays don't happen. Um, board work will always be a challenge for young guys I think right before they scored we lost a battle on the wall those are puck battles that happen in San Jose that you have to live with with young players but they have to improve on that area too and value that and that's always a back and forth with winners toughest area of their jobs along the walls typically um, so we'll keep working on that part of it. but. Like I said, offensively, uh, power play there, their unit didn't get a lot of time. I think the first unit spent a lot of time out there. Um, so that we can't really evaluate. It's another strong area of his game, but um, good to see him score. That's for sure. It's something that he does well, and not everyone scores from that area. He beat the goalie clean, so that was a, certainly a positive. Good to Chris, then Ken.
0: Uh, Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey. Now, uh, Jack Eichel had a lot of penalty kill minutes tonight. Your thoughts on the growth of his two-way game and uh, just what you hope he can accomplish as a two-way player coming into the season?
3: Well, I would like him to pick off from last year because he was an excellent two-way player for us. We didn't use him a lot in the kill. As I said, with Riley Smith's minutes, they're out there for somebody. Uh, without Nick Waz, a right, right shot center, we um, used him for draws, so start a lot of the kills. It's something I talked to Jack about doing a little more of, so we'll see how it goes. Smart guy, uh, compressor pucks, and you saw it with our kill tonight. I thought it was pretty effective. Now, we're going to get going against higher end guys in, in, in two or three weeks, but give him credit for, for doing that well. Um, so he'll get a look there. But I've always liked Jack's two way game, and that certainly didn't change tonight. And as I said with the PK, that's something that we can build into his game. It's at what expense, how many minutes does he get to, and Or you're better off spreading it around to other guys in the team to keep them in the game more. The carriers, the Colasars who, you know, have been working at it as well. So that's something we'll just sort through.
1: Ken Bulky, Sidman. Vegas. You've seen Max Comtois a couple of different times. Just wondering what your first impressions
2: have been of him.
3: Well, I thought tonight early on he was fine in the puck. Made a nice play to Burbanek in the slot off the rush. Um, Max, we're going to have to identify where he best fits in the lineup. We've moved around. We've, he's played up, down, so to speak, younger guys, older guys. So um, at the end of the day, he'll have to get better every game. And I thought he was better tonight than he was in um, San Jose, so that's a positive. And I suspect he'll probably go back in Friday. I don't want to speak out of turn ahead of the lineup, but that's what he's here for, to get looks. So hopefully that trend continues and keep getting better.
4: Go to Alan. Uh, hey Bruce uh,
2: Alan Snell with MLBsportsbiz.com. I'm just curious what went through your mind when you saw um, Stone absorb that uh, shot there in the corner.
3: Yeah, things happen fast. It looked like a bump reversal. him even being down there was odd for a right winger, first of all. So you're, you know, like, um, but I like the response. He got up. He wasn't happy. There was anybody on the ice. That's what happens in preseason games. You can't. Not play guys because it's too hard to just jump into the regular season yet you worry about hits like that, right so you're you're balancing that um, I'm just glad he he came out of it okay, and there's a little bit of that with all the veteran guys about the pre- be prepared for that stuff because it's been a hundred and some days since you've gone through it at the highest of levels, and now you gotta get back into that sort of mode because it'll happen in a hurry next whatever it is we open against Seattle so that's why you got to get some games under your belt it's always that balance as I said so that's what went through my mind that it's like uh uh-oh but once he came through it's like okay absorbed a good hit and he absorbed a lot in the playoffs last year we saw a lot of that so uh, that's the good news but we just don't want him to take any unnecessarily obviously in preseason so you know as a coach you can get him away from certain matchups but at the end of the day, once you're out there, you're out there, and people come and go and line change in a hurry. And we didn't know a lot about their lineup. And obviously, as I said, we'll, we'll try to monitor that better as we go forward. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you.
2: Uh, skating in two groups tomorrow at City National Arena, 10 a.m. and 1130 a.m. Thanks.
1: That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 4-3 loss to the Los Angeles Kings. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital, the Vegas Golden Knights. As you just heard Bruce talk about, Mark Stone absorbs a big hit in the second period from Hayden Hodgson. Stone popped right back up. There was a big melee, but the fact that he was able to hop back up, get back in the game, didn't miss a shift. That's a good thing moving forward and doesn't look like anybody... Uh, came up injured out of this game. So that's a positive for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll be back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: AAA Insurance post-game show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 4-3 to in overtime. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We talked about it in the pregame show, too. Brendan Brisson was been given an opportunity to play alongside jack eichel and jonathan march so it didn't take long for brisson to seize the moment finishing off a pretty passing play to open the scoring out through center
2: into the zone with petrangelo off his skate eichel on the left to the middle brisson scores brendan brisson the lefty goes alongside in transition vegas takes
1: a one nothing lead brendan brisson from jack eichel and jonathan Marchessault, 727 in the first period makes it one to nothing vegas later in the period vegas would get their first look on the power play it took just 33 seconds for mark stone to find jonathan Marchessault for the power play goal top of the circle down to the goal line stone
2: back door, pass they score tic-tac-toe jonathan Marchessault, power play goal it took him 33 seconds two nothing golden knights 4 11 to go first period
1: Jonathan Marchessault from Mark Stone and Jack Eichel, 15:49 of the first period, makes it 2-0 Vegas, a power play goal. So the Golden Knights would take that 2-0 lead into the second period, and that's when Hayden Hodgson would take a run at Mark Stone. Tempers flared, big melee, and it was that physicality that really helped the Kings get back into the game as Akil
2: Thomas broke the shutout just moments later. Kings in the zone. Left wing shot toward the net mouth was blocked wide. Rebound and out of the right circle. A shot and a goal for Akil Thomas. Right circle shot for Thomas. And the Kings are within one. 2-1 to one Vegas with 4.21 to go in the second period.
1: Akil Thomas from Francesco Pinelli and Brant Clark. 15:39 in the second period. Makes it 2-1 Vegas. But that goal seemed to wake the Golden Knights up as a strong offensive zone shift led to a beautiful,
2: beautiful goal from Ben Hutton. Puck goes around to the opposite side, left wing. Down at 2.35 to go in the second. Now it's Hutton in front. He
0: scores! Whirl-around shot from Hutton. 3-1 Vegas.
2: Ben Hutton, unassisted
1: 17-28 of the second period, makes it 3-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 3-1 lead into the third period. And early on in the period, Jonas Ronberg would get tripped up by Brant Clark. On the breakaway, Brant Clark uh, would trip Jonas Ronberg. Ron, Ronberg would be awarded a penalty shot but was unable to find the back of the net. Las Vegas number 46 has been awarded a penalty shot for being fouled from the audience.
2: Here's Ronberg. Short-handed penalty shot. The lefty down the slot. Stick save for Roubaix. Tried to go short side on the veteran goaltender and couldn't get it by. Missed
1: opportunity there for Jonas Bjerg. and midway through the period LA made it a one-goal game as Akil Thomas put home a rebound for his second of the night.
2: Loose puck. Kings find it in the offensive zone. Shot save. Rebound. Score! Hill made the save but he angled the puck right to a waiting King and Indeed, Akeel Thomas has his second of the game. And the Kings now trail the Knights 3-2 with 8:16 to play in the third period. Akeel. Here's a backhand shot in front and into the goal.
1: From- Akeel Thomas, his second of the night from Steven Santini and Hayden Hodgson. 11:44 of the third period makes it 3-2 Vegas. And then L.A. pulled their goaltender early and a broken play led to an Akeel Thomas
2: hat trick goal to tie the game. Here's a backhand shot in front and into the goal from Akil Thomas. He has a hat-trick, a backhander from the slot, a bouncer with his back to the goal. He swats at the puck and it gets through Hill to tie the game 3-3 with 2-0-1 to go in the third period. Hat-trick
1: goal for Akil Thomas from Bl- Brant Clark and Alex LaFerriere. 1759 of the third period makes it 3-3. So we'd head to overtime. And after a fairly back and forth overtime period, Tyler Madden got behind the defense and won
2: the game for the Kings. They come ahead from right to left. Maltzett makes the lead pass into the zone on the right wing side. Madden score. <laughs> Tyler Madden wins it in overtime for the Kings. 4-3 Los Angeles with 29 seconds left in the extra period. Tyler Madden from Mikhail
1: Maltsev and Cole Krieger for 30 of overtime wins the game for Los Angeles four to three. And, you know, I think for the golden Knights, you're, you're going to look at this a couple of different ways. You, you heard Bruce Cassidy it's still an evaluation period. And and that, you know, it, it stands to reason is going to continue through Friday night's game against the Arizona Coyotes. Once you turn the corner, like once you turn the page to next week, it's all about ramping things up. It's all about finding configurations and starting to get guys into the swing of how they're going to have to play come October 10th, banner raising, and the regular season. Right now, you know, you'll you'll let this one slide. A couple of the things that Bruce did talk about, though, Max Comtois, it's about – finding out where he fits best, right? Because I think you look at his offensive upside, I think you look at his skill, and you think higher up in the lineup, but then there's a physical element to his game too that might fit in different spots. Does he get an opportunity to play alongside William Carlson maybe as early as Friday? It seems like that's an option on the table, and I'd love to see Comtois with Carlson because I feel like i got to see him in the role that he's most likely going to fill should he turn that PTO into a contract. So something to keep an eye on for Friday. Uh, but you know, from Bruce, he got better as he got better game to game. Right, Sunday, San Jose, not exactly the best game for Max Comtois, but he comes back tonight with a much better outing, and I think that that bodes well. Hopefully, we get to see him one more time or more than one more time. Uh, But, you know, Friday, I'm interested to see kind of how that translates for Comtois inside of a game, perhaps if he's playing alongside a William Carlson. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Postgame Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: Back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's your host Ryan Wallace. It's the VGK post-game show. The
1: Vegas Golden Knights fall four to three to the Los Angeles Kings in overtime. Vegas now 0 and three so far in the preseason. Next in action Friday seven o'clock against the Arizona Coyotes here inside T-Mobile Arena. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. A lot of energy, a lot of momentum uh, early on in the game. I think for the Golden Knights, you you obviously have a strong first period. You get the goals from uh, Brendan Brisson and then the power play goal from John of the Marches. So, understanding that you know the Kings didn't bring a veteran heavy lineup, it felt like this game was just going to get away from los angeles it felt like the golden knights were going to be able to to really pile it on but you got to give a lot of credit to the los angeles kings bruce cassie just talked about it the hit from hayden hodgson you don't have to like it you don't have to like it at all if you're a golden knights fan you don't have to like it at all if you're a mark stone fan but that got the kings going and at that point they just kept kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away so for the golden knights it's, it's about you know checking some boxes right you get mark stone into game action chandler stevenson into game action the only guy that needs to play a game that hasn't played a game yet is william carlson and and you go from there so you shake the rust off a little bit uh, you got progression in the game of Max Comtois, which I think is is important, and that's kind of what you pull out of this game, and you you take it into Friday night against the Arizona Coyotes. That's gonna do it for me here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Vegas Golden Knights Hockey. Stay tuned for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show coming up next here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and thirteen forty. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
1: Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4-3, the final, the Los Angeles Kings. Come all the way back to defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Going to take your phone calls. I'm interested to see what direction you go. Uh, it was an interesting night for a number of different reasons. Number one, it it was, it was a strange feeling being back in the building for the first time for a game since Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final thought the energy was really good, stick-tap to all the fans that were here inside T-Mobile Arena, definitely lived up to what my expectations were going to be, kind of going into this game, but from there, you know, I thought the Golden Knights strong first period, everything got a little sleepy there in the second period, and then, you know, the game kind of gets away from you, so... All that being said, I'm interested to see what you have to say. 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing?
4: Well, if I can feel goosebumps through the radio, I felt yours. You really, I think you were emotionally uh, charged for this game. as You know, even though it's an exhibition game, it it came through on the radio in the pregame show. Well, yeah thanks
1: thanks mike it it, it's weird because i wasn't expecting it to feel a certain way and i I don't expect it uh to feel tonight like it's going to feel on on october 10th Uh, you kind of get more the sense of of what was accomplished and and what that night meant the the more time you have the more space you have from that moment the more you start to maybe appreciate it a little bit more um so it kind of hit me; it really did, kind of all at once here uh, before this one. But uh, it's only going to ratchet up from here and, and be even more intense on October 10th.
4: Yeah, there's plenty of time uh, between now and then. But I, I wonder where are we going at this point? Uh, it's too early to worry about wins and losses. But are we improving?
1: I, I mean, I, I think you saw improvement from Max Comtois, right? So. That's a player that that I think, you know, as Bruce Cassidy put it, you have to see improvement. He's got to get better every single game. He, he doesn't have a ton of runway. So you're caught between that that weird area where you're trying to do too much and you know you kind of get lost in the in the shuffle. I thought tonight was a, was a much better game from Comtois. Physical. He was in and around the puck, going to the front of the net. Had a couple of really good plays where he sets up a player and also has has a couple of shots. So I thought his game improved. Um, are, are we improving? I I don't know. Like. Half the guys in the lineup tonight, it was their first game shaking the rust off, and the last time they played, they won the ultimate prize. I think that this is just a natural process of, of what you've got to do to get yourself ready to go for when it really matters, and, and tonight's game, in the grand scheme of it, of things, just d- doesn't matter all that much.
4: Well, the sweetest sound of the night was Stone to Eichel to March. Wasn't that beautiful?
1: Oh, yeah, it was a fantastic play. And I thought the power play, honestly, was was moving the puck around. Now, again, you're not looking at the stiffest competition in terms of penalty kill for the Los Angeles Kings in tonight's game, but I thought the Golden Knights power play looked really good.
4: And and who's, just to wrap this up, who is this Thomas kid? Should we be looking for him in the regular season?
1: Um, I don't think. It'll be interesting. I I think that Akil Thomas is is one of those players that, you know, should be – on the cusp for los angeles but you're talking about a team that got that's very deep in la and they you know they, they go out and they, they they got a bunch of guys they've, they've got some guys that, that are in the fold pierre Luc dubois is a new face you've got kevin fiala i think they're pretty well set up front but you know i i think for akil thomas it was it was a, an important game for him as he tries to push and push and push for an nhl spot
4: And will we see Carlson on uh, Friday or not?
1: I don't know. I I mean, I would assume that you will. You know what I mean? Like, I I think, and thanks, Mike, for the call. Um, I I can't imagine that William Carlson isn't going to play on Friday, but kind of what that configuration looks like and whether or not he's playing alongside, say, a Michael Amadio and a Max Comtois or... You know, maybe even if it's a Ivan Barbashev with, with William Carlson and Pavaldor. If you have, I don't know, there's combinations you can throw out there, but I would expect that, that William Carlson will hit the ice on Friday. We'll see, we'll probably get confirmation on that tomorrow morning at practice, but my guess is that William Carlson will play. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing?
5: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So Frasson uh, really stood out in that first period.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And then, at, you know, after the hit on Stone, it felt like most of our veteran players just decided they wanted to take every chance to mm-hmm. land a hit on that kid. And I mean, they went after our cat. He went. He hit the captain. It, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but I, I think it's a little unfortunate for some of our players, like Comtouin, Brassant, um Oh my gosh, Brassant, um, that are trying to kind of fight for a roster slot and see that, that mm-hmm. when half the team is just kind of trying to beat up on one dude, it's not going to be quite the result that you'd want to be able to show.
1: Yeah, and to a degree, like, you know, that's tough, right? Because the competitive juices get going. Understanding what Mark Stone's been through over the last two seasons, you understand it from, from the, the veteran players. Like, John of the Martians was a heat seeking missile. Right. Like he lined up Brant Clark. He went after Brant Clark, like, you you know, and and that was an interesting strategy, I think. But the fact of the matter is there was a response. You like to see that. But I I think your point's well taken in that, you know, after that moment within the game, it it was more about trying to find those moments or those pockets where you could land a big hit or, or make a play that way. And it, it does take away a little bit from what you know Comtois is able to do, or or is able to do. And, and you know it's interesting because that's the that's the balance balancing act that you have in preseason. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that are, are out there just to try to shake rust off, and then you've got guys that are out there that are, are trying to push for a spot. And at sometimes it's just a little bit herky jerky. Yeah,
5: and it it is what it is, and and but I will add that I think it definitely sent a message to every other team that we're not going to allow Mark Stone to be pushed around or mm-hmm. anyone on the team because, honestly, I feel like our team is so close yeah. to each other that they would do that for any player on the ice. And I, it sends a message. like The Knights are not going to let other teams push us around.
1: Yeah, great call, Stephanie. Thank you for that. Um, I'm with you. It's it's about a response, right? And, you know, I think there will be teams all throughout the season that are going to take runs at, you take your pick, Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo, it it doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is, with this team, especially having gone through what they went through last year, winning the Stanley Cup, that bond that you create – there's going to be a response immediately. Like it's it's not going to be a situation where you know there isn't going to be a, an immediate response from this team. So I, I love that aspect of it. It kind of it kind of turned the game, and you don't want to see that. And I don't think it would happen in the regular season t- to that degree. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the message was sent uh, to the rest of the league, and it was a, a good showing in that regard from the Golden Knights. We're uh, we're back next. With more on the extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.
0: Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace.
1: Hey, extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings, 4-3 to in overtime. Vegas, next in action, Friday, 7 o'clock, right here inside T-Mobile Arena against the Arizona Coyotes. Some things I'm looking toward in that game, hopefully, uh, the preseason debut of William Carlson. Uh, Another opportunity, I'm I'm hopeful, for Max Comtois, who who I think had a a much better game tonight than he had on Sunday night against the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, just kind of rounding out this evaluation period, that, that seems to be the cutoff point. Friday night evaluations, you know, for the most part, I think are going to be done. And then you turn your attention to ramping up, getting guys second, maybe third opportunities. And then the ones that are, are making a case and pushing and pushing and pushing for a job, then it's it's a it's a deeper evaluation, but an evaluation where I, I think that you get a little bit more out of it going into next week. But that's where we're at right now in the preseason. A, you would have loved a win here I think if you're a fan, you would have loved that. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights still evaluating some youngsters and just trying to get everybody back into a bit of a rhythm here in the National Hockey League. That's going to do it for me here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Friday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio ninety-eight point nine FM at thirteen forty AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.